possible. You cannot control anything in life outside of yourself and your own perception. The thing is, you don't need to because your own perception is revolutionary. Hey you, you're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Hello. I hope you're hydrated. Something just told me to tell you all to get some water, please. (laughs) Our bodies are mostly made up of water, and the more of it you have, I mean, don't go overboard, but the more of it you have in general, the better you feel in your brain, in your joints, and the Polk family has some creaky joints, so... (laughs) Here's us some water, please, and welcome back to Not Yet. I am so grateful that you're here, and if you stumbled across this podcast on the internet or if a friend recommended this episode to you, however you made your way here from this great big universe, you are supposed to be here, and I'm so happy to meet you and or see you again. Today, we are talking about the power of the reframe. It is a valuable tool that I've learned in a few different ways. Uh, First, it was probably from one of my great therapists, and I've seen the theme show up in a lot of spirituality books and a lot of creativity books, and even in my own meditation, it keeps popping up because it's important. It's about the perception of your life, and it's about the power that you have to frame your ideas, to frame your reality, and also to tap in to your own power. And it's monumental, and I think everyone should know about it and or dive deeper into their understanding of it. So whether the reframe is new to you and you've never heard of it before, or it's something you've been juggling and or discovering in your own practice, you'll be able to learn something new from podcast today. So thanks again for being here, and let's dive into it. Something that's pretty common knowledge is that your thoughts become your beliefs. So your thoughts, hey, I am walking outside. Oh, look, there's a bird. Oh, there's another bird. There's another bird. Every time I walk outside, there's a bird. And then you start to believe, hey, maybe a bird lives here. This is a really silly example, but the premise is the same no matter how big or small the thought is. And then from your belief, your beliefs shape your reality. So you now believe you live in a space where birds live and that you and the birds share an environment. And so you might think a little bit about getting a bird feeder so that when they're flying down south for the winter, you can contribute to that ecosystem. Or you might think, hey, um, I might spend some time outside in the morning so that me and the birds can hang out and get to know one another. You might also (laughs) be terrified of birds because you saw a bird outside and it flew over you and it caught really loud and you thought, wow, this bird is out to get me. 
And so now you believe that the bird is out to get you. And now whenever you see a bird outside around your house, you believe all of the birds are out to get you. And then your reality is birds are out to get you. So it starts with something as simple as a thought, that small seed, and it really just can bulldoze or expand the way that you perceive and experience the world. And how do we address these thoughts with compassion and reframe them into something fruitful? When you walk around and you see these birds, what does it look like to think about them in terms of the universe with love and growth at the forefront? So I'm going to dive into a couple of use cases. These are um, some examples that I really think generously articulate the work. And I'll also dive into some of my personal examples after I, I break this down a little bit more. So it could be as small as I stubbed my toe. <laughs> and it could also be as big as oh, I'm not good at math or I'm not good at school, so I'm not going to try at all because what's the point? And the shift really that we're talking about is from life happening to you to life happening for you to life happening through you. I'm going to say that one more time. The shift is from life happening to you to life happening for you, to life happening through you. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves are powerful. And compassion is what will allow you to address the pain of these challenges or these opportunities without shaming yourself, right? Your brain is just trying to protect you. So say thank you. Thank you, brain, but also say, hey, uh, we're trying something a little different. I want a different method because I want a more expansive and loving reality for my life. So step one is to honor the initial feeling that you have. So when you feel that, that gut-wrenching, almost pain in your stomach or, or in your mind, and you start to feel that you are fundamentally unlovable or that you're not worthy or something isn't going to work out and you haven't even tried yet, you know, like you're walking into a situation and you're like, mm, I'm not even going to embrace that because what's the point? I can't do it. Or when you are getting into an argument with someone and you're like, mm, you know what? I really don't like the way that this feels. <laughs> And it's someone that you really love and your tendency in the past is to just dismiss them, dismiss them and push them away or to shut down or to disengage from the experience in its entirety because it's just too painful. It's too painful. I don't want to deal with this. I don't have to deal with this. I'm the boss of my own world. I'm going to walk away. Yes, that is an option. Yes. But remember what I said earlier about engaging with yourself and the universe with opportunities for love and growth at the forefront. Really think about the experience that you're having. And hey, is there an opportunity here for me to grow a little bit? Is there an opportunity here for me to exchange some sincere love with someone that I care about here? Is there an opportunity for me to really dive in to my dharma or my purpose here? 
And if the answer is yes, this is an opportunity to use the reframe. So you've honored the initial feeling. Don't beat yourself up about it because, you know, we're human beings. Having emotions is part of the human experience. And I actually spoke uh, one of our previous episodes about jealousy and how it is a fine tuner. It's like a little metal detector for your future. And I feel that way about all emotions. All emotions are just data and they're showing you where you should be going, where you should be interrogating, where you should be backing away from, and maybe where you should get a little bit more insight. Uh, Maybe meditate a little bit or go to a trusted friend and really talk it out or think it out. That is the same thing here. You got to feel the feeling in your body and in your mind. You got to honor it and say thank you. And once you've experienced your gratitude and decided that you're going to go in a different direction because of where you want to be going in your life, you move on to step two. And that is the bird's eye view. You take a step back and this is when my introspective folks, for my folks who were like, I'm actually really good at being methodical and taking a step back from my emotions. There are some of y'all out there and that really is a gift And this is the time to really tap into that gift. And maybe if that's a little bit more challenging for you, like for me, I am a very sensitive person. I feel emotions in my body all the time. (laughs) I actually used to cry a lot when I was in elementary school. All of my teachers and my friends would be like, what is going on with this person? She's crying all the time. And as an adult, I still cry all the time. And for me, it's a release. But because I know I'm super sensitive, taking a bird's eye view, things like this, it's, it's something I've had to cultivate over time and you can get better at it. Like anything, it just kind of takes practice. But, uh, with this bird's eye view, think out what are the facts? What's really going on? You know, like when it's not being embodied in you, if you were a stranger on the street looking at what's going on and you had no emotional impact or stakes in the situation, what would you see? What would you feel? What would you hear? What would you smell? Uh, Think about your senses um, outside of your emotion because, you know, that intuition is definitely a sense. But think about, the you know, the more tangible things in life. And really articulate what's going on. This is when something like journaling could be really helpful because it's literally black and white or blue and white or (laughs) green and white or purple and white. Whatever color your pen or pencil is, your writing utensil. You have to articulate what's going on. You can't say, wow, this sucks. (laughs) I don't like the way this feels. I mean, you could, but it encourages you to dive in a little deeper or a little bit more concretely rather into what's going on. And then from that step, and you have everything that's going on, you can move on to the next, which is step three, finding the lesson or the opportunity in the situation. This one is something that I got held up on for a long time, like literal literal years, (laughs) literal years of struggling to find the lesson or opportunity in something that I was not happy with because I, for a really long time, lived in that space of life is happening to me. This sucks. Life is unfair. I am so unhappy. What is going on? I don't understand. I'm a good person. Why does it hurt so much? And I 
did not realize for the longest time that whenever I was feeling that strong resistance, it's because I was in the wrong place. I was in the wrong space, whether in my body, in my mind, in the situation, going back to the bird's eye and the facts. Like I was probably already done learning the lesson I needed to learn and I needed to move on. Or I had yet to learn the lesson that I needed to learn and I needed to redirect myself. Finding the lesson or the opportunity in the situation is a big one. And some questions you can ask yourself that I've built over time are things like, what is going well in this situation? Like what actually does bring you joy? Uh, What actually does seem pretty clear? What actually feels like, okay, I've processed this and uh, I have a pretty solid understanding. It feels good. Another one is, what are you learning? what have you learned and you feel like you're actually not quite done picking up the knowledge you need? Whether it's from a person, like someone in a mentor or an elder situation, or I say mentor or elder, but they don't necessarily have to be older than you. You can learn a lot from people who are your age, in your cohort, or people that are younger than you. Some of my greatest lessons I've actually learned from people who are younger than me. And I'm actually going to use a really great example from my baby brother who is in elementary school and he came over to my house uh, with my family. Uh, We were celebrating my grandmother's life, my late grandmother's life. And he woke up early with me. I get up pretty early and I don't know what it is about kids. They get up early too. And it was just us and us awake in the morning in the house. And I was going to start making breakfast so that when everyone woke up, uh, we could all gather around some delicious food and, you know, have some quality family time. And he saw me pulling out the pancake mix (laughs) and the large bowls, and he got really excited. He's a super creative kid. He was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And I said, hey, you want to help? And, of course, he ran in the kitchen. He got his little stepping stool from the pantry. He was so hyped. And... I recognize in the beginning, okay, this is going to take a little bit longer, but you know what? He's cute and I like him. So like, let's incorporate him to the, into the opportunity. And he poured in the pancake mix. Cool. And then I poured in the water and I started mixing. I started mixing. And then he got down off of his stepping stool and he said, oh, uh, I'll be right back. Famous last words, right? (laughs) I'm like, okay, I didn't think too much of it. And then he had walked over to the other side of the kitchen and got the water pitcher. And then he came back and got on his stepping stool. And he said, well, he didn't say anything. He just started pouring water into the already mixed pancake mix. And I was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Don't do that. And then he stopped, looked at me in the back of my eyes into the depth of my soul. And he said, I don't like that. I don't like it when you yell at me. Don't yell at me. And (laughs) I had so many conflicting emotions. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, who does this kid think he is? And then I was like, "Okay, thank you for expressing to me what you like and don't like because you're a whole person and I really should respect your needs. And also, was I yelling at you? I don't think I was yelling at you. And then I was like, wait, he knows his experience. It doesn't matter if I thought I was yelling. It matters that he thought that 
I was yelling and that's impacting his experience. And if I love him and I'm nurturing him and I'm helping him, you know, be able to articulate his boundaries, this is an opportunity. (laughs) It's an opportunity for him. And it's also an opportunity for me to learn (laughs) Uh, that the way that I experience the world is not the way that everyone experiences it. And especially when you're in an opportunity of power, it's critical that you have that bird's eye view and also that you take in the lessons that are coming to you and that you have open eyes to receive them when they show up. And the lesson that I learned in that moment was simply put, everything's fine. (laughs) He added a little bit more water to the pancake mix and it's fine. And I told him, hey, you're right. I shouldn't have yelled at you. Uh, I was scared. I was scared that when you put the water in the pancake mix, that it wasn't going to taste good and we weren't going to have any more food because we don't have any more pancake mix. But when you pointed that out to me, I realized, hey, actually, um, (laughs) that's not true. We have flour, we have eggs, we have some fruit, we can make something work. And Lots of beautiful things happen creatively when you improvise or when things go not according to plan. And I apologize. You're right. And he said, okay. And then he kept mixing the the pancake mix. (laughs) And that just goes to show that when you have open eyes to receive lessons, they're simple. And then they click and then you're done. Look, opportunity for growth, achieve, leveling up. It really is that simple, but you have to have your eyes open to the lesson, to the opportunity and stop yourself before you start going into that victim mode. Because I very easily could have been, you know what you're talking about, little kid. Like I'm trying to make sure that we all eat. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. But the lesson for that moment for me was this kid is brilliant. He can clearly articulate his boundaries. And there's always an opportunity for me to think a little bit more clearly and more compassionately about the way that I show up. And also the things aren't going to be controllable. Life is not controllable. You cannot control anything in life outside of yourself and your own perception. But the thing is, you don't need to control anything in life outside of yourself and your own perception because your own perception is revolutionary. Because going back, your thoughts become your beliefs and your beliefs shape your reality. So when you tap into the power of your perception instantly, your mind opens up to opportunities that you wouldn't have noticed otherwise. You receive love in places you wouldn't have looked. You see ways to expand that you wouldn't have even considered because your perception has shifted. Another question you can ask yourself when you're looking for or feeling for the lesson or opportunity in this challenging situation is what resources are available to you? And the resources could be people who are trying to help you that you might have cut yourself off from. The resources could be, hey, I actually do have money in that savings account that I told myself was for emergencies. And look, this definitely qualifies as an emergency. Resources could be you have a book 
in your library that you have been waiting for just the right time to read and the experience in that memoir mirrors almost exactly what you're going through and the author wrote about what it was like to come out on the other side. So there's lots going on around you and when you recognize that you are not in this alone, you're not in this great big world or this great big life alone, people want to help you, you are deserving of love, you are deserving of help and also that everyone gets help, everyone needs help, you can just pick it up because it's right there. And another question is, how has this situation revealed what you do want? This is a big one. (laughs) This is the big one because it is so easy when you're in a situation that you feel uncomfortable in to just get stuck in how uncomfortable you feel and be like, oh, this sucks. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I don't like the way this feels in my body. I don't like the way this person is talking to me. I don't like the way I feel at this job. It's so dysfunctional. I don't like the way that my friends talk to one another, but I've known them since I was in kindergarten and we have like this friends for life situation and I can't reevaluate it. I don't feel like I can change around them. It could be, man, I'm in this relationship and it just does not work, but I don't really know how to get out of it because I don't like breaking up with people. I don't like confrontation. It could be absolutely anything. When you were experiencing something that you don't want, And that simple mind flip of, okay, this is something I don't want, but it is showing me what I do want by proxy, revolutionary. Because one, it helps you articulate what you want, which is helpful in and of itself. And also it shows you the power of your mind to shift. Because instead of focusing on the thing that you don't want and just sitting there in that pit of despair, your mind has now started to focus on what you want to bring into your life. And when you start thinking about what you want for your life, you start to believe that it's possible for your life. And then you start seeing it everywhere. Whenever you try something out and it doesn't work out the way that you want, that is information too of, hey, maybe I should try something different or, oh, maybe this isn't for me at all. Like, I'm so grateful that I tried out engineering in college because I realized I actually do not want to be a chemical engineer and that's valuable information and it helped me feel more confidently about diving into anthropology but maybe if I had just done anthropology from the beginning something in the back of my head would have been like man if I do this route that seems a little bit more tried and tested maybe I'll lead to some success and like maybe I would have started doubting myself I don't know but when you try something out and it doesn't work You've already proven to yourself that it doesn't work. And that also means you don't have to keep doing it. Once you learn that lesson, this isn't for me, you can stop doing it. (laughs) And you can move on to something that does feel like it's um, clicking a little bit with you, a little more. And that's a little bit of an outline of the lesson or opportunity bit. And once you identified that for yourself, you can move on to step four, which is reconnecting with your power, right? So you've adjusted your thoughts, you've adjusted your beliefs, you've adjusted your environment, you found the opportunity and you're like, okay, now what, now what? It's like, okay, now is the time where you see that your action and or inaction in this situation determines your experience. And that means that you can act, 
You can make the decision to not act. You can act in ways that you've acted previously. You can make a different decision. You can surround yourself with folks who think in the direction you're trying to go. You can default back to where you've been in the past and experience this on loop, on loop, on loop until you try something different. This world is huge. Billions of people in the world, trillions of, probably even more than trillion, what's higher than trillion? Gazillions of organisms that live and exist and breathe and produce and expand every single day in our oceans, on land, in the sky, in the clouds. Like there's so much going on. And when you tap in your frequency to where you want to be going, it's fluid. But when we focus so much on what's not working, that's where we stay. That's the frequency that we stay in. And it's so often that we've sort of built that up over years, you know, social conditioning, maybe the way that you you grew up in the environment or or maybe it's just what you thought you wanted for yourself. And you're realizing, hey, actually, as I grow, that's not really what I want. I don't really want to live in the cold. Uh, I really want to live on the beach and smell the salty air every day. But if you're always thinking about, I don't know, what are those things that you wear when you go skiing that are like onesies underneath your clothes, whatever. If you're always thinking about staying warm with your clothes and you're always thinking about the snow and you're always thinking about skiing, it's going to be really hard for you to find environments that are the coast of Portugal with sun-kissed pink sand and beautiful waves because that's not what you're looking for but there are beaches all over the world there's opportunities for what you want everywhere you just gotta adjust your own frequency so that they can come to you and you can meet each other and you can have that experience for yourself so as a recap the more frequently you speak about your reality in terms of opportunity, the more empowered you'll feel in your life. You cannot control the weather, you cannot control other human beings, but you can control your own perception. And when you feel light in that perception, it will expand what you believe is possible for yourself. So honor your initial feeling, whatever it is, it's there because it's trying to protect you and you also have the opportunity to choose differently. So thank it and then move forward. Look at the bird's eye view. What are the facts? Think about your senses, smell, touch, hearing, taste, sight, and pick up as much data as you can that exists outside of your intuition and outside of your emotions. And think about what's really happening. You find the lesson or the opportunity in what's going on. What's going well? What are you learning? What resources are available? How is this situation revealing what you do want for your life? And then finally, you reconnect with your power. Your power is in your perception. Your power is in your vision. Your power is in your understanding of what you are capable of and what this world contains in this abundant universe. I have struggled with this process Back and forth for years. It's shown up in many times. It's shown up when I was in college trying to figure out what I was going to be studying. It's shown up 
deep into my relationship when I'm realizing, hey, this is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Look how far I've come. Look how much I've grown in my understanding of my worth and my desire. It comes when I'm thinking about the friendships that I want to build with intentionality. Building your life with intention is a practice. And it starts with small decisions that you make every day of, do I want a pencil or a pen right now? (laughs) Or do I want to move across the country and follow the love of my life? (laughs) Or do I want to start a business where I can decide my work hours and the way that I contribute to my community and society around me? One of the biggest ways that this has completely transformed my life has been my relationship to family and community and love, both giving and receiving. For a long time, I really believed that people in this world just didn't understand me. I self-identified as an outsider, self-identified as a loner, you know, very emo. And it was like I was a teenager for a long time time. (laughs) And not to harp on being a teenager. Being a teenager is one of the most exploratory times in, well, I can say in my life when it comes to self-understanding, when it comes to perception, when it comes to extending and expanding what reality looks and feels like. It's so exploratory and it's also very easy to get overwhelmed because there's so much going on in your mind and in your body. And I believed that because I felt overwhelmed that I was alone, which is not true. And I found myself, well, I didn't realize that at the time, but only in hindsight, I can see I actually pushed a lot of people who love me away. I pushed a lot of friends away. I pushed a lot of family away. And I told myself that, oh, these people don't understand me. These people don't want me around. These people don't connect with me. They don't see the vision. They don't know what's going on. And that you know, probably wasn't entirely true. That was my perception of what was going on. But I also could have taken that opportunity to ask them what they believe. You know, that's a really powerful thing too. just asking people what they think instead of making assumptions, because you will always be wrong. That's something my stepdad used to say, making assumptions about what people think you will always be wrong. (laughs) So don't do it. You can just ask. Uh, And in that process of self-isolating, It was a self-fulfilling prophecy because when you put yourself in a corner, people don't know how to reach you and you put yourself in a position where people can't reach you and then you blame it on people not trying hard enough or not seeing it or not having the skills or not having the understanding. And this isn't to say that when you do come to people that they're with the ways that you're changing or the things you want for your life, that they're always going to be hundred percent on board, you know, because they have their own perceptions. They're working with their own life, their own reality. But if they love you, they'll do their best to show up the ways that they can. And it's up to you to decide if you want to give them that opportunity. If you feel safe enough in yourself to expand into that, if that's even something that you want, what it looks like to have a relationship with these people that you say that you love And there's lots of opportunity there. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this skill that I've developed and that I continue to develop every day because 
it allows me to take a look at the life that I'm building for myself and really be honest about my joy and about what brings me joy, what helps me feel strong in myself, what helps me feel connected to the love around me and make little micro adjustments every day. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't get it perfect. But when I look at who I am today and I look at who I was a year ago, five years ago, 15 years ago, I know that all of the growth that I've experienced creatively, spiritually, in my leadership, in my personal practices is because I was able to shift from seeing myself as a victim of this life around me and into seeing myself as the arbiter of my own truth. And that's something that I hope for you too. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Not Yet. And uh, if you like conversations like this and you want to have them with like-minded folks who are creators, artists, entrepreneurs, stay tuned because next week, November 1st, 2021 on Monday, I will be launching the Not Yet Digital Community. If you're feeling isolated in your own spiritual creative journey and you want to surround yourself with people who are going in the direction that you're going, if you want to build your spirituality practice into your life with regular guided meditations, with intentional visioning workshops, with recommendations from leadership, spirituality, creativity, from books and Diving in a little deeper into the themes that we talk about in this podcast, I invite you to check it out. Uh, we'll be launching on our website, www.notyetseries.com. And you can also stay tuned on our Instagram at notyetseries for updates and to join our digital community through there. We have some FAQs, some really cute things coming up, and I cannot wait to share them with you and to continue to grow with you. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, Visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community. I'll see you next week.